Here we go. Let's go. Presented by Hertz. Tommy, it's game day. How you doing, pal? I'm doing good. Jim, just, uh, you know, getting ready to go. we got a really tough challenge tonight. Um, a deep defense that always plays us really well, challenges us. And uh, I don't expect tonight to be much different than what it's been in the past. Very challenging team. We're going to have to make the plays to win. And, um, you know, they got a big, tough front. They got one of the great linebackers in football. And, uh, you know, the offense has its moments. And certainly they played, found ways to play well against us the last few years with uh, Sean calling all those plays. So I'm actually happy he's on with us today and, uh, and not on the opposing sidelines. So that's, uh, that's one positive going into the game. Your nemesis isn't on the sidelines, so you're probably happy about that because you're one and four against the Saints, and your one came this year after Sean took this brief retirement. Let's remind everybody, our show is presented by Hertz. Did you know that Hertz has the largest EV rental fleet in North America? Get your next Let's Go moment the electric way today. Visit Hertz.com slash EV to learn more. Hertz, let's go. And we now go to Sean Payton. Hey, Sean, you're up in the booth in the studio now with guys like me instead of down on the field against Tommy tonight. But uh, uh, you've seemed to have had a formula, as he just indicated, uh, that was pretty successful. No, I look, I think um, I was thinking about this uh, yesterday, this this game. And I, w- I would say this from my experience in, in the NFC South, which was for like 16 years. Um, I, I don't know that I believe in rivalries in the NFL. I think more of college for rivalries. But in these divisions, there's generally a team that the other three in the division are trying to knock off. And, and it's it's there's a sense of urgency that you have to do that with because over the last five, six years, it, it seems as if the Tampa Bay, New Orleans Saint uh, games have mattered because those two teams have won the division over that period of time. And, and so it creates that, you know, that, there's a little something extra when that game's played, um, and and I think uh, I think you know tonight will be another one of those hard-fought games, like Tom mentioned. I I, I think uh, both teams don't have to get up for this game. You know they'll be ready to play this game. There's always it's a little bit more physical, and but then there's a, that that game within a game, and and that can that can change. Uh, during the course of a season or year to year. And so being removed from it, you know, I'm in New York tonight and, and I'm getting ready. To, I think I'm going to go see the Rockettes. So as Tom's got, <laughs> he's going to have his pregame meal. I, I'm going to be at uh, Carbone and uh, completely different schedules this evening. Glad you're still so interested, Sean. That's that's fantastic, Tom. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm sure I'm, that, I'm, that's, that's good news for you. I'm going to watch the game. I, I look forward to this. Um, it, it's interesting. <laughs> it's hard, honestly, to watch. Yeah. Um, it's not hard to watch other games, but you know, you're only a few months removed from a team that you were very much involved with. It's uh, you, you want to be a part of that. And if there's one thing, well, there's a couple, but if there's one thing you really miss is. You can have the best day in studio or in the booth. I mean, you can you can have some points pregame that can come to be right. You can uh, uh, everything can flow very well, and even with your best day, you get in the car, you drive home. Uh, there's nothing like um, you know preparing for a full week for an opponent, and then seeing 
seeing that come through with a victory that, that that's the thing that um, that pulls us uh, in. That's like a drug. It's, it's pretty powerful. I think so much that speaks to being the man in the arena and, you know, putting everything you can into it physically, mentally, emotionally, every week is very demanding. And, um, you know, could you put a lot into something else as a different profession? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but fortunately we were blessed to be a part of this great sport and, uh, to be able to do it for as long as I had and to compete against you. You always had your teams so well prepared, whether I was in new England or whether I was in Tampa, we knew it was going to be tough, hard nosed game. The other team, your team was going to be well coached, well prepared. It was going to take everything we got. And I think when you get those wins against those teams, against the good teams that are well coached, that are well played with good, you know, great culture of players and people that are determined to do exactly what you're trying to accomplish. Those are the moments that feel the best, you know, not always beating the teams that maybe are probably the bottom of the league, the ones that are the, the great teams in the league. And that's where the competition, what that's what it's all about. Yeah. I, the, the year that drew drew was considering retiring Jim. Um, and I think this story is, uh, it's nothing new, but the, the season had ended and I, and I believe it was, uh, 2019 and he came into my office and, you know, and we had this moment for about a half an hour and there was, you know, it was pretty emotional because, uh, he was stepping away. Um, I, I, I can't say that I knew that that was going to happen. And yet, um, you know, I told him, I, I said, man, uh, if this is what you're deciding to do, um, you know, th this is, uh, it's been a great ride. And, and anyway, we, we had this moment and then Steve Gleason had an event in Washington. Then the pro bowl was in Florida and lo and behold, he was at home with his family and he was having second thoughts. And I wanted him to, to make this decision with a clear head, but I remember sending him a text at one point And I said, look, I know you're uh, a good businessman. I mean, he's involved just like Tom, you are with a number of different companies. And, and I said, didn't you, if I was going to rank you in the world, you'd probably rank, you know, uh, 1,580,000 businessmen in the world, you know? And then, <laughs> then I said, I know you want to get into media. And, and I, I said, in, in, if I were to rank you in the world in media, I, I'd put you maybe in the top 250. I said, now mind you, I'm going to be ahead of you in that ranking because I'm going to do a better <laughs> job in the media than you ever will. And then lastly, I said, if I was just going to say, Hey, you're going to play quarterback. And I believe this with all my heart. You're, there's only maybe two people or three people in the world currently that can do that as well as you. So as you think about those decisions, <laughs> um, just understand. Uh, and and <clears throat> so we have these conversations periodically. I, I don't know what it is about today's younger player. They all want to have a rap label, yeah. you know? And so it was, oh, it was Teron Armstead who's now at Miami or, or Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is at Philadelphia. They had their rap labels, and they would play their music. And one day before a real big game, um, <clears throat> I had this announcement, and I had I had some information in front of me like I had obtained from all the record labels. And I said, Chauncey, I, I, I wanted to check this to make sure it was accurate. But currently today, you're ranked as the, the 100 and – 180,000 best rapper and Teron, you're just ahead of them. You've got a great year. You're, you know, 105,000. I said, now, Chauncey, you might be the best nickel 
in football and Tehran, you're one of the best left tackles. So let's let's never lose sight of uh, our greatness and where it lies. Because <laughs> and, and just that, I think it's always important to have a little levity and some fun that way. But um, no, I, I think to watch Tom to watch him <laughs> play and to prepare. And I knew when we came to New Orleans, Jim. In 06, we wanted to create a program, and it was very simple. I mean, if we if we were making pizza and we looked up in New England, there was, like, why were all the customers waiting for pizza in New England? Like, we've got to figure out, like, what's in their ingredient, I- ingredients. So we tried to practice as much as we could. Uh, and Bill, you know, he, I think we had, like, four different joint practices over the years. Yeah. We wanted as much of that as possible and being that they were an AFC team, that allowed us a little bit of that, you know. And so each time we had interactions that way, there would be a little bit more we'd learn about their program and try to emulate. And and we were very um, – I mean, I was very clear about that, like studying what's winning. And, and I think that – I don't know. It's funny in our game today that the organizations vary and – you know, I, I was doing an interview last week about getting back in at some point, and you just you, you want to make sure if that happens, it's it's with the place that affords you um, all those things. The there's no guarantee, but man, there's there's 15 to 20 teams in this league that have no chance of winning the Super Bowl because just internally they're struggling with all the attention to detail, and, and so it's hard enough to win to begin with, but I think that, uh, yeah, that that's that's one thing that I feel like the rivalry over the years. I knew we were always going to play. Like I can still remember every play <laughs> in a two minute drill. When hey, Tom, Sean. Yes. Sean, Tom has a game and it's his show. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this was I love this. A, a good moment where where Brady beats us in the two minute in New England, and I just was furious. I'd never forget it, and. It was like a back-and-forth battle, but anyway, uh, tonight will be good. Tonight will be great. I hope it doesn't come down to a two-minute drill. Yeah. That's for sure. Well, maybe I kind of actually hope it does. Sean Payton joins us right here on Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady, and whether you're looking for a romantic getaway, retreat weekend, or just a day of fun, Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos offer the perfect destination for the ultimate getaway. There's something for everyone, so be sure to visit Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. Log on to goldennugget.com to book your getaway today. You know, Sean and I have a lot in common. You know, our middle names are Patrick. We were both grew up in the Bay Area, uh, San Mateo. But obviously coaching for the Saints for all those years, they've always said, who... You know, who dat, who dat. Did you ever figure out who that was or who that is? No, I, <laughs> I, all I knew was there was some person or persons that um, patented that term in that um, the Saints officially, the team, couldn't really use it. So a lot of times, if a kid was asking for an autograph, I would always sign it who dat with my name. And, and I thought if they're really serious about it, <laughs> um, but I, I think it was an individual. I think it was a, a, a guy in, in central Louisiana. And, uh, I don't know if he's managed to, to, to make any money from it, but, uh, the big thing what was, what does it mean? You know, what does it uh, mean? I think who is, like, who is that? <laughs> yeah. 
I think that whole thing is who that, like who honestly thinks they can beat us? Like who, who that? And, and so there's this who that chant that takes place at the beginning of a game. Um, and then it's, you know, who that, who that, who that think they're going to beat these saints. And so part of it is like making fun of uh, the dialect. I like it. That's awesome. And then in Cincinnati, they got who day. Um, I'm sure that came after who that though. <laughs> <laughs> but, someone needed to trademark that yeah I, I think yeah i think so it should be interesting tonight you know we got a good night for football and a good night for passing um you know i think one of the things that i think new Orleans done a great job against us is you know they challenge all of our throws they get up in our face you know and they make it a physical game you know and i think you you know, when you play teams like that, the physical teams, the only way to match it is to be physical yourself. So it should be yeah. anyone who's watching tonight, it's going to be a physical game. Two teams that even Mike got kicked out of the first game against, you know, him and Marshawn got into it. We all kind of yeah. got into it with Marshawn. It's just competitive. So, you know, Monday night football, you know, it still has that, um, you know, I think, look, on Sunday, does everyone love playing on Monday night? No, probably not. But on Monday, does everyone love playing on Monday night? You're damn right because everyone's watching and it's Monday night football and you want to go be at your best against another great, you know, really great defense that we're going to face. And Demera Davis, I don't know what you feel about him. I think he's one of the great leaders in the NFL, in the community, but not only, you know, his emotional, you know, qualities, but wow, has he turned into an amazing football player? Um, you know, his speed, his toughness. I mean, what he can do gives that defense, so much confidence because he's so dynamic. Yeah, he, you know, it's interesting in free agency, there's there's a little bit of like, um, I don't want to say unknowns, but uh, you, 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 you dabble in it a little bit, you don't know, you, you watch enough film and you feel like you know what you're getting sometimes and other times. And I'll be honest, DeMario was one of those signings where it was like we got so much more then we then we yeah. began to look at you know and we thought hey we we're gonna we were we we're gonna get a starting linebacker we felt he had uh, a lot of upside still and and then all of a sudden it was man the leadership the the person uh, all these other things that we were like wow how did we how, you know how did we find all that in a garage sale and I don't mean it that way but you know but in free agency you, you can get surprised sometimes I think that the interesting thing in this game, um, I know defensively the feeling always in, in defending you, Tom, and the, and the Bucks offense was trying as best we could to be to defend the run in a seven or seven and a half man front, and mm -hmm. and so there'd be some quite a bit of shell. Uh, you know the, the the importance of trying to create a pass rush with a four man rush. Um, I think one of the things, Jim. Quarterbacks, a quarterback like Tom or like Breeze, I think if they had one coverage to pick that they'd want to attack, it'd be a five-man rush, mm -hmm. single Always. safety man, because mm -hmm. all your inside receivers and, and you know everyone's got you know kind of outbreaking. You know the leverage is such where it's not getting funneled anywhere, and so a five-man rush uh, against Brady is is silly. Now occasionally there'll be a zone pressure, but uh, so there's a more patient approach, 
And and so that game within the game is, you know, which one of these two teams can run Explain the ball? Explain why that's silly. Explain why that's silly if you're trying to sack a 45-year-old man to the fans who, who <laughs> might not want that pressure. Well, I think this – I think it's silly because I think the ball comes out quicker with a more defined answer and where I want to go, whereas if you're playing a little bit more coverage shell and only rushing four, you're hoping – to force the quarterback to hold the ball for a half count longer. Mm-hmm. But if you if you rush five, um, the, the trigger mechanisms for, for someone like Tom are going to speed up, and, and it's going to be right now, this is where I'm going. So even though you're committing five to the rush, um, it's going to have like a, a, an adverse reaction because the quarterback then is going to know right away, I'm going here, it's man-to-man, uh, now, if you're rushing four and dropping into coverage and, and you're you're effectively rushing a little bit better, um, I don't have the ability to know right away how I want to get the ball, where I want to go in, in some of those zone coverages. So that uh, it's a little bit of a cat and mouse game, I think, that goes back and forth. But I, I think the the turnovers in, in, in this series have mattered. I mean, you go back to this year's game in New Orleans, you know, yeah. Um, you can point to a turnover that, like, in every one of these matchups, and you think, man, you know, plus one in this matchup goes to the winner. Yeah. And Mark had a fumble in the red zone. I mean, the playoff game, I'll never forget, in the third quarter, it was right in front of me, and we hit a little slant route to uh, uh, our tight end on third down and four and a half, five. And – Man, if uh, Winfield doesn't make a great play, kind of comes underneath, punches the ball out, Tampa gets it back, and and the momentum switches right there in that moment. So um, ball security, a lot of the details that we always preach that uh, – but that, that – aside from all the emotion and everything else that's going on, uh, those things matter. Hey, Tommy, should we get, uh, should we get uh, Coach Payton, one of the great, great coaches who has – Obviously, a Super Bowl ring in the mix. Oh, no, we got to get him in the mix, don't we? Uh, don't do that to him. No, I wouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. The countdown to the holiday is on. Come to K to find the most meaningful gifts for everyone on your list. Save during the big last sale of the year, December 8th through the 15th. Exclusions apply. Visit K.com or your local K store for details. Every kiss begins with K. That was mine. <laughs> Scratchy. Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean, your turn. Every kiss begins with K. Wow. Wow. That was good. Wow. That's, That's like, a- you know, preservation hall material. All we need well, is that that guy on the trumpet. Wow, one of those, one of those legends. I, I'm gonna be honest with you right now. Just as we had that little segment, I realized and, and listen, I hope. This is going to come on, I think, afterwards. But I realized at this moment, I still haven't haven't gotten Skylene a card or her balloons and flowers <laughs> for the hotel room. So her birthday is tomorrow, and and so if there were K jewelers across the street, that would work. I, I will look for a K jeweler. Um, but no, I've got to I've got to make sure and get her handled. Uh, her birthday's tomorrow, and and uh, just being here in New York is one thing, but. But I, we got about 10 more weeks of this, Tommy, but we may have found the winner of the jersey. I know. 
Well, that was pretty easy. You must have got a lot signed of signed jersey from Tom. The winner gets this year a signed jersey from Tom. Sean, Man, anything he needs from me, he's probably got whatever he wants on auto dial. So, but yeah, that's a good idea. I would, you know, we'll, he's going to pick up something for his. I got I, for his I'd wife. Have a something, something, something. Just the thought that matters. Yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be good. We're going to let Coach go here, but we got to ask a couple of questions. Just uh, what you think about a couple of the instances? Uh, Deion Sanders, he's going to my alma mater. He's going yeah. to be the coach at the University of Colorado. He he became a buff. It was a terrific speech. Everybody go online when he met the uh, met the Colorado uh, Golden Buffaloes uh, yesterday. Uh, met with the team. Uh, he had tremendous success uh, as a player. Uh, obviously, great success in the uh, uh, coaching ranks so far. And now he's taken on a program that uh, needs to come back to life. It was a perennial. A great program, and it's fallen on hard times the past couple of decades. So I'd like to know both of your thoughts uh, on Dion becoming a, a coach at a major college. I love it for Colorado. Uh, when I first came into the league, Dion was playing in Dallas, and then over the years, gotten to know him pretty well. He brought his high school team a few years back through New Orleans on the way to Florida, and they practiced at our indoor facility. And I, I've never seen someone, and, and we're in the passion business, make no mistake about it. And uh, if, if you don't have passion uh, in this industry, then you're just punching a clock. You know, you're, you're really not. Uh, and so he, I sent him a text and I said, man, I'm going to hang on long as, as long as I can to hopefully have a chance to, to coach against some of your teams. And he's, and he just kind of deferred that like, no, nah, I just, I, I don't want the, I don't want the wealthy kids. I just want the poor kids, you know, the college students. And, I, and I'm yeah. thinking to myself, well, th those NIL deals are coming in a little bit differently. Than <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's a great hire for Colorado. And I think everyone else in that conference is on notice because uh, I think he'll do a fantastic job. I mean, he, and here's the other thing. I think he thinks he's an offensive coordinator. Like he was calling plays for that high school team. And I don't know if he's still the play caller, but I give him a hard time. But I, I think it starts with the that infectious attitude. And if if he was recruiting, you know, Jackson State making a difference, man, Colorado, it's not too long ago when when those teams when they had a number so of good. teams. Yeah. And so I, I Well it was a long time ago. I go back to the Eddie Crowder years and and, and Chuck Fairbanks and and, and then of course Coach McCartney took over and won yeah. a championship. But uh it's been a long time. It's been a long time. Go ahead, Tommy. No, in the nineties they were amazing and you know, we played them at Michigan when I was at Michigan. But you know, Dion, I think for anyone who loves the sport of football, the more people that are in it that have great expertise and knowledge, that understand why the games are one lost, you know, that are going to bring the enthusiasm to it, the better it is for the sport. So I think, you know, what, what Dion's done and, you know, he was in the media and now he wants to be back out there making an impact, coaching and changing people's lives. And, um, you know, yeah, it's a sport, but it's so much more than that for our communities. As we know, it's, it brings so much joy, so much hope. It brings some other emotions when things don't go well, but when things go well, there's nothing like sports. Even if you look at what the world cup's doing, it just brings people together. So I love the success that Dion's had. He's been a really great friend of mine and supporter. His son Shador is a great young man who's had an incredible year and a, got a bright future. So I just love seeing everything that Dion's accomplished. And there's no bigger fan of him than me. And uh, and I'll be I'll be pulling for his team, no doubt. Jim Gray with Sean Payton and Tom Brady. Our program is brought to you by USAA. 
USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. USAA. Sean, Jeff Saturday kind of got welcome to the NFL yesterday. 33 points were uh, put on him in the fourth quarter by the Cowboys as they just blew out the Colts. He never had any coaching experience. It's been discussed and debated for several weeks now. Um, don't know if this had anything to do with coaching, that whooping. Um, but just your thoughts on on picking up a team in the middle of the season without any experience and, and where things can go from here. Yeah, I, I think Bill Polian said it best, in, in my opinion. I, the first thing we have to recognize is that the owners own the car and they own the road we drive on. And, and so ownership has its privileges. And, you know, I, I think the team that they had was struggling. As Mr. Ursay was looking at it, how do I have a change here? And he, and he knew he had someone that had that experience in Indianapolis. I, I was not on the, the side of, oh, this is, this is crazy. He should know. I was on the side of, this was John Lynch not too long ago where all the personnel people in the league said, wait a minute, he's never scouted before. Well, but he'd been in the league a long time. And someone, when you look closely at a John Lynch or Jeff Saturday, you know that what they don't know, they're going to learn very quickly and they're going to go out and learn it. So here's someone who's been a part of the, the probably the most successful run of Colts football. He gets a win in his first game. And I know last night was tough, but you know, at halftime, it didn't look tough. I was at the airport and I thought this is a good football game and, and it got away from them pretty quickly. Uh, but I think, uh, I think deep down in, in his gut, I'm sure Mr. Ursay felt like, man, uh, I want the offensive line to play better. And the other thing that I saw in that first game back, you, you can't change out all the players. And so they had moved on from Matt Ryan. Well, he can't, he comes back and played well in that game. Their offensive line came back and played well in that game. And so, Jeff Saturday can come to the team with an approach of, hey, this is what it was like when we were good here. And he'll, in the end, uh, they'll have a chance to evaluate if that's the direction they want to go. But I thought Jeff handled it very well. And uh, it reminded me, in a bigger scale, but it reminded me of a lot, a lot of John Lynch's hiring to become a general manager at San Francisco. Well, obviously, it's a, you know, anytime you're brought in, midway through his season i mean it's it's a tough situation but that's the situation he's in and you you know i think there's if i look at my experience as a player in very successful place for a long period of time you know you understand you know why things are successful and why they're not you know and what i guess the term so a lot of times i use this a few weeks ago what what's above the line and what's below the line you know what allows you to play at a championship level what doesn't allow you to play at a championship level I would say most of the players don't really know unless you've been in those situations, which when we look in the history of NFL football, there's only a few teams over the course of, you know, if you look at from 2010 to 2020, I don't know, there's probably about five or six consistently good football teams. And then from the years 2000 to 2010, probably about the same. So if you were fortunate enough to be on one of those teams, you know, you learn something that probably not a lot of other people had experience with. And if you can put the same level of work and have the same level of discipline and determination and commitment as you transcend that playing aspect and become into a coaching role, I think you can have a great advantage if you can be a great teacher and you could 
you know, have the qualities of a coach. So knowledge is important, being able to apply the knowledge. Now that's a challenging thing. And then obviously getting the right people around you to help convey those messages as well. But, you know, it's, it's all about people, you know, it's a people business and, you know, you got to get the right people with you and, and those right people have to have great relationships and everyone has to, you know, share this common goal and vision. And then everyone's got to put the work in and understanding it doesn't always go right. You know, you could have a great six weeks and then a bad three weeks and a good, how do, you know, how do people overcome the challenges they face too? And we all face challenges in life. And, you know, what do you look like when things don't go your way? And those are the people ultimately that I want to be in it with. You know, because I know in football, it doesn't go right all the time. And, you know, Jeff Saturday, you know, when I think of those teams and I played against him, you know, he's one of those guys that did it the right way. He's one of the few guys that stood up to Peyton Manning on the side. I always see that clip that comes right. up and he's just shut up and, you know, do what I tell you to do. And Jeff's yelling back at Peyton. And, you know, I had a few of those guys, too. So I know he's got plenty of self-confidence. So that's a good place to start. Jim Gray with Sean Payton and Tom Brady. Our program is brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. So, Sean, I called you a couple weeks ago, and I told you, you've really done a terrific job in the media on Fox. You've really become very good at this. You were quiet early, and you kind of... We're learning your way, and now you're speaking up, and, and it's really refreshing, and I think you're doing just terrific. But I think a lot of us out here, and you know in your heart uh, that you're a coach, and you're a great coach, and that's probably what you want to do again. So will you be like the University of Kentucky, one and done, and will we see you on the sidelines uh, you know, next year? I, I think this. I, I think sooner than later um, – I really enjoy the, the current job I have. And, and it's funny because you, you come to Fox and there's two shows that I'm participating on the, the kickoff show, uh, which is the first show that Carissa hosts. And, and, and I'm with Charles, uh, Mike Vick and, and Peter Schrager. And then the second show. And so everyone's been doing it. And it's funny when, when it's, when it's new for you, like you want to be really good at it, regardless of what it is that we're doing. And so, um, each week I'm learning something like I didn't realize I had a camera dedicated to me. And, and I'm like, well, why don't you put my initials above that camera? So I just know, I mean, I looked at straight hand, like, are you going to wait till Christmas to tell me this? Like, you know, th no one, it's like you jump right in. No one's talked about the snap count, the formations, and you're just in the huddle. And, and, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of going through that like rookie hazing period right now with this group. And they can be pretty, it, it, it can be pretty salty, but, um, I think relative to coaching, though, I, uh, I know that I want to coach again. And, and I, it's not really been a, a secret. Um, but I want to find the right spot. And as Tom alluded to, you know, it's still about the people. Because uh, when it's all done and it's quiet, it, it, I, I don't think it's the, uh, the, the money or the crowd cheers or the trophies or any of that other stuff. I think it's about the, the journey with the people that you really enjoy. And so the memories that you create, it, it's like the daily memories of the grind of, mm -hmm. of the practices of, you know, being in a staff meeting at one twenty in the morning and finding a play against the Minnesota Vikings that we saw Indianapolis run two years prior in a game mm -hmm. And then that coming up in the game and it's scoring a touchdown, like there's nothing that replaces that. 
because I always felt like, and, and Drew and I would talk about this every week. You'd watch the touchdown reel, and when you watch those plays, a number of those plays, you'd say, "Man, player!" Like you know, he just went up and took a ball off the top of someone's head. It was a great run. Maybe the safety was unblocked. He made a miss, scored a touchdown, and then every once in a while, you'd see a play and you'd, you'd say, "Man, that's a play." The design helped. And so I always felt like it was my responsibility, our responsibility as coaches is to give our players, someone like Drew, enough of these because he's going to have a challenge throughout the game. He's going to have to get up on the high dive seven times. But I, I'm going to try to find a way to give him successful opportunities that don't – you know, that where I would kiddingly say, man, freaking Connor could have made that throw. And, and then because I know he's going to have to – all of a sudden climb the pocket third and six and make something where I just go, wow, that's why you're here. And so just that, that back and forth, like you could almost see the interaction when he would come to me after a, a touchdown pass. If you studied it closely, you would know I was blown away with what, what he just did or he was really excited about this idea that just worked. Like you could just see the interaction and, mm -hmm. and, uh, so it's fun watching that, and I think um, – I don't know. I don't I don't like to see or look at coaches that are currently working and predict, like, what, what jobs will be open. Our league's kind of funny. It, it, there's always a lot of turnover, it seems, more and more now. You know, average of, of six – about six or seven teams a year. Um, so we'll kind of see what happens. But uh, but sooner than later, though, Jim, in fairness to that question, I, I, I think that uh, – you know, if not this year, hopefully next year. I'm still under contract by the Saints. And my closest friend in in period is the GM of the Saints, Mickey Loomis. And so, fortunately, I can call Mickey and we can chat. And and uh, we've discussed these things before. We'll play golf together. He's someone who's tremendous. And uh, um, I would bounce – believe it or not, I would bounce ideas off of him. And then knowing that it's going to involve him in the end anyway, it's it's kind of funny. So your so your your hope and and possibly one of your dreams was to be a teammate with Tom and uh, Tom's coming to Fox at some point and you're leaving. Uh, I guess that's a, a dream not Listen, only delayed but going to be denied. It just hasn't worked out. I mean, besides being born in San Mateo, I Tom grew up there. I moved when we were seven years old. So my older brother went to Sarah High School, um, where where Tom went and. Uh, we had moved by then, but I, here's what I remember though. Um, so I'm going to age myself. I'm 58, but my dad taking me to candlestick. And if it was the giants, it was Willie McCovey, Willie Mays, it was Juan Marichal, Tito Fuentes. Uh, it was those great giant baseball teams. And if it was the 49ers, it was John Brody, Vic Washington, Gene Washington, mm -hmm. um, Dave Wilcox, Ted Qualick, like that old 49er team um, was kind of, how I cut my teeth a little bit. And, you know, periodically, if you went to the right mass on Sundays, you might catch a few 49ers in their blazers because, uh, you know, they weren't going to be playing until the, you know, the, the afternoon game. Um, so yeah, those memories are pretty vivid and you, you know, you kind of root for who your, your dad rooted for your parents or someone in your family. There's an age where you're watching a football game. You don't know much about it, but they're cheering. So you start cheering with them. 
I well, think the question was about a dream denied. So I guess I guess Tommy, you'll be coming, he'll be going. That revolving door is going to miss each other this this <laughs> hey, lifetime. Says, this well, career. if he if he goes back in the coat, yeah, it depends. You know, who look, says Tommy's of... coming to Fox right away? I mean, you know, I, this, know. I know this is his podcast, but um, clearly we don't want to get another team in trouble. <laughs> we don't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you never know what happens in the NFL. So right. who, who knows? I, I thought I was retired. I wasn't, you know, who, who knows? So you never know what the future looks like. With that, we're going to thank you, Coach. We appreciate your time. As always, it's it's great to talk to you. Great, Coach. You're doing a terrific job Absolutely. in broadcasting. And uh, it was great to have you here on Let's Go. Brought a lot to the program, and thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Yep. And, and thanks, Sean, too. I mean, you've been a good friend of mine for a long time and always looked up to you for, you know, such mutual respect and the respect I have for you as a person, as a coach, as someone who's impacted the game of football and uh, just very grateful for that and love seeing you on TV, but also love seeing you enjoy yourself because, you know, life does pass us by too. And to take a little bit of time to decompress and nurture the other things that matter in our life, super important. So happy you're doing that this season. And I know the NFL is a better place when you're in it. So when you are back, it'll be better for it. And uh, and I look forward to seeing you on the sideline whenever that happens. Fantastic. I appreciate both of you guys having me on um, and, and also give me that opportunity to help K Jewelers out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say one thing in closing as well. Tom Tom said something that, that's very difficult in your profession to have and to maintain, and that's respect. And you have that from everyone. The players your fellow coaches, broadcasters, those in the media, and the fans. That's that's something special, and, and you've got it, buddy. Well, I one of the things about not coaching this season is there are a lot of podcast requests, and everyone has a podcast. And, and so, man, I didn't have that excuse built in like I had before. And so when, when you and I spoke of this, this was, for me, uh, I was fired up um, because – we, we don't get this opportunity to, to have uh, these interactions and, and the respect that, that we have uh, in the competition and, and all of those things. There's just been a journey, really. Uh, and and so I, I look forward to watching tonight's game and and, uh, and following it closely. And, Tom, I appreciate you having me on, Jim. I, I still remember our round of golf and in and, uh, and the Muhammad Ali story. Um, hopefully, Mike – Tyson shows up here for you, like like Muhammad Ali did it in Vegas. Uh, I just got I just got I just got a, a text from his wife Kinky. Uh, Mike wasn't able to get the final link. He's having issues. He's got bad reception. You can tell us the next time we'll work in advance. Uh, he's in the gym right now, and the Wi-Fi is not working. If we can try you in an hour or so, we'd love to do that. I know Tom has a game and probably has other things to do, but we'd love to talk to him. <laughs> Enjoy him being on with you because I won't be. <laughs> thanks, Sean. Appreciate it, Sean. All right. Our thanks again to Sean Payton. Our program, Let's Go with Tom Brady, is sponsored by American Express. It's easy to get excited about going to the game. There's one tonight. Big one coming up. You hear the sound of the whistle. You smell the game day concessions all the way from your seat. It's the stuff that reminds you of the thrill of the game. And you know that Amex is going to be there every step of the way because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. More with Tom Brady. He's got a game tonight when we return. Stay with us right here on Let's Go on Sirius.
XM. This is former NFL All-Pro Brandon Marshall, a.k.a. The Beast. The I Am Athlete brand is now bigger than ever. ever. It's business, culture, music, sports, and it's coming to you every night on Sirius XM. Myself, Shady McCoy, Pac-Man Jones, B-Flowers, Auntie, Dude, Antoine Walker, Mr. Shimmy himself. Always authentic, always unfiltered. Experience it every weeknight at 7 Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio with I Am Athlete Tonight or download fresh episodes every night on the SXM app or wherever you get your podcast welcome back to let's go presented by hertz i'm jim gray along with tom brady tommy it's a big ball game here tonight uh, we talked about it with sean payton there yeah. uh, in the first segment uh you know they've had tremendous success um and your offensive line you know you're without tristan Wirfs tonight yeah. um that's a big problem line's been banged up all year uh how do you get this thing on track knowing that you can open up a two-game lead on the Falcons and, and start to maybe separating yourselves? I think it's important, too, what Sean said about, you know, them trying to apply pressure with just four people. And that's kind of what it's been. You know, they've got a really good rush. And I think with our offensive line situation, we just had a lot of guys in and out this year. And certainly we're banged up right now. But, um, you know, that's going to tell the tale of the game. So, you know, how well we can protect against this great front that they have is important. And the Saints are a tough team. They're big. They're physical. They're strong. They play hard. Um, you know, the Saints play well on Sundays and have played well on Sundays against us. I'm happy we're playing the Saints on a Monday night because playing the Saints on Sunday is a little bit of an advantage for them. It's kind of like playing against Santa Claus on Christmas. It's it's kind of his day. <laughs> <laughs> so there's an advantage there on Monday night. That's, that's some I, good stuff. Um, I wanted to show everyone different aspects of my personality because on Sunday, they usually get the tablet-throwing, mother-effing Tom Brady, and every once in a while, they get some levity out of me, which happily, it comes, you know, there's nothing negative to talk about today because, you know, we haven't had a loss on on Sunday. So it's actually, I'm in a good spirits today on Monday before the game. So maybe maybe you'd like to have Monday nights the rest of the year? Or maybe Sunday <laughs> Sunday mornings we record a show for a Sunday night show before I play, so I'm in a great mood. <laughs> you know, not to turn it negative, but uh, Jimmy G, boy, that was that was quite upsetting to see yeah. the, uh, the broken foot. He, he struggled so hard to get back. The team had kind of moved on with Trey Lance, and he comes in and does well. They big season in front of them he's doing great possibly uh, you know playoff run and who knows what can happen and then this yeah just really tough injury and the injuries are playing a pro i saw lamar jackson got hurt yesterday jimmy's out for the year lamar injured his knee you saw uh trevor lawrence got rolled up on pretty good matt stafford is out for you know the year basically so i this is attrition man it's a hard sport it's a really hard sport it's a it's a it's a it's a sprint when you're at the game and it's obviously a marathon of a season and it's just keeping up that ability to be available for your team is a real challenge and this is this is where football gets really tough it's uh you know the team's got to continue to figure out ways how to move on and be successful even when your best players aren't necessarily in there and it's a business and these are two guys who are free agents without contracts going forward you know, Coach Harbaugh says it's, you know, week to week. It's not season ending. But for Jimmy, it is season ending. And again, he's without a contract. And it's it's a sad circumstance, really. It's a nature of a physical sport. And I, I think that when you have a physical sport like football, these things come up. And look, you just hope they rehab and get back and they can play. And, and that's not the reality. I think you, you know, you, you it's not often that people have fairy tale endings to their careers. You know, and I'm not saying that it's the end of their careers at all, but you know, it's usually injury or someone doesn't want you. 
You know, that's just the reality of this sport. So for 99% of the people, you're just ushered your way out the door and uh, very, very, very few people get to end on their terms. So I wish those guys and anyone who gets injured, you know, the best of health in their rehab and the, the game's better when there's good players out there. And you know, I think that's why I've always tried to educate people on how to stay out there as best you can. Sometimes you can't avoid some of these acute injuries, but there's other injuries that you got to try to prevent as best possible. And folks should check out the TB12 method, and they should also check out Tom's apparel line. It's called Brady Brand. Go to BradyBrand.com, including the new Brady pant. Great Christmas and holiday gift. Go to BradyBrand.com. You're going to feel great and look even better. Brady Brand, let's go. We're not going to look too far ahead, but Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, to close out the show, did really well for the 49ers yesterday, came in. And after the game, he's asked about playing you next week. You're going to travel back home to San Francisco, where you're from. And he said he's been playing football longer than I've been alive. Wow. Yeah. How about that? That's pretty unbelievable. And uh, and it's what a privilege for me to still be able to play uh, with against, you know, people like that and a younger generation. So I hope I make it to that game. I got a tough game tonight. I got to make it through 60 minutes of tough football <laughs> against one of the great defenses in the league. But, hell, I hope I'm out there next Sunday as well to face Brock. It just kind of says it all, though. I mean, it's really uh, it's an it's an astonishing achievement by you. It's an amazing statement by him, because when you think about it, we watched you with your son Jack at practice a couple of weeks ago. And you yeah. said that's your inspiration, and he's throwing the football out there. Yeah, and nobody knows what that will become, or if anything will ever become of that. But Brock Purdy is so much closer. Yeah, to Jack and his age and his thought process and what's going on, but he's going to be playing against, in essence, his dad next week if everything goes well and, and health maintains. It's, it's really, it's really uh, mind-boggling in, to a certain degree, isn't it? I think there's so many ways for me that it just keeps great perspective for me in my life. And I, why have I done it for as long as I've had? You know, physically, I've explained that and I've tried to take care of myself. You know, mentally, and as we talked about with Coach Payton, there's such a drive mentally to always come up with the next great play or the next great concept or the next great scream. And then emotionally, you know, you, that's, what, that's where I think as you get older, the challenges really come in, you know, because we can get distracted by other parts of life and not distracted in a bad way, but there's priorities that take over. So, you know, I've tried my best over the years to, you know, maintain what's important to me and, uh, and been very fortunate to play a, a sport that you know I love and as I said why do I play because the competition is great obviously it's a great thrill and joy to go out there and play but you're just you're part of something that's way bigger than yourself and there's something to be said for that Tom best of luck this evening stay healthy play well and we will talk to you next Monday night Great. I look forward to it and enjoy the game tonight. It's going to be a tough physical game. I can't wait to get out there on the field and let it rip. That's Tom Brady. He's our expert, and any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert. For buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one mortgage lender in America, United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia.
Let's go presented by Hertz. Want to thank our producer, the great Dave the Snake Hagen with production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. Our sponsors are terrific. We're grateful for them. Our thanks to Hertz, American Express, USAA, Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Brady Brand, and Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions in collaboration with Shadow Lion. I'm Jim Gray. Thanks so much for joining us. And we will talk to you again next week right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Serious XM Podcasts.